0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode four of Being Authentically Kenzie. I am your wonderful, powerful host, Kenzie Swanson, and I just want to take a quick thank you to everybody joining today and uh, just joining me on this journey and listening to what I have to say. I truly, deeply, sincerely appreciate every single one of you. So today, I actually decided to do a different episode than what I was originally planning. Um, The one that I had originally planned, I needed a little bit more time to just process that conversation. And uh, when it is released, I hope you can understand why. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about that. However, that'll be probably, I think, the next episode that I'll release but I'm not sure yet. I'm kind of going with the flow with this whole entire podcast this time around. I find it's made it a lot easier to stay more consistent with it and to um, just kind of live my life the way that I want to. so yeah, today's topic is called "You Are not your Trauma," and um, I'm actually really excited for this because. I want to think it was a few months ago I actually got to be a part of a mental health panel to talk about this subject and to share my own story and experiences with mental health, which was really, really cool. And um, the Canadian Mental Health Association put it on with uh, University of Alberta students. And yeah, I think it's a really important topic to me and it's something that I've really been educating myself on within the past year. And I just wanted to share my beliefs and and, uh, hopefully some of you can relate or gain some new knowledge or new insights from this conversation. And as always, if you have any questions, I completely and wholeheartedly invite you to ask them and to send me a message or contact me or uh, call me. Even if you have my number. (laughs) But, anyways, um, before I begin, I just want to take a quick moment to once again, as always, check in with ourselves. And this time it might feel a little bit weird, but if I can just ask every single one of you listening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, to just take a quick moment and give yourself a big hug. Just wrap your arms around yourself and hold yourself for a few seconds. Maybe even say thank you to yourself or whatever your mind and body needs to hear right now in this moment. And just really breathe it in. Soak in all that love. Soak in the weirdness if it feels weird. Just really, truly appreciate and embrace yourself in this moment. So, to get into today's conversation of you are not your trauma... Um, I'm just really going to be getting into how the past that we've been through and the things that have happened to us don't define who we are as people. They don't determine our future, and we don't have to spend our lifetime making up for those things and punishing ourselves for the things that we've done or for what other people have done to us. And I also just want to recognize How important it is to give ourselves that compassion and that love and validation for the experiences that we've been through and how they've impacted our lives so far. But before I get into any of that, I just have to share a little bit of a a story as my own healing journey has been one where I'm truly trying to express myself and not pretend so much anymore. So these past few days for me have been really kind of eye-opening and a little strange for me. Um, They've been very up and down, and even just my thoughts have kind of been not the most nice comments to myself. And I've kind of been going backwards in a lot of old habits and old patterns that I thought were over, which um, can sometimes kind of feel a little bit disappointing when you think something is done and then you keep doing them over and over again. And I I just wanted to share that because even doing this podcast, sometimes I come on here and and I feel almost embarrassed to share things and and talk about something like mental health when I'm personally struggling with it myself. And a part of me doing these episodes feels like I need to be completely healed in order to talk about them, or I need to have all of the knowledge possible before I have these conversations. And 100% there are certain things that when I talk about them, I want to know what I'm talking about because we're dealing with people's health and we're dealing with something called mental health, which you can really mess up if you don't know what you're talking about. So 100%, you know, I I want to be knowledgeable in, in certain topics. But I think for me, I've always been able to provide people with hope and light and I've been the one to make people laugh and smile and happy all the time. And through that process, I've really learned to throw on a mask, you know? I've spent my entire life wearing one because I felt like I always needed to be that person. And I wasn't able to help people if I wasn't. And. The truth that I'm starting to realize now is I'm allowed to feel angry. I'm allowed to feel sad. I'm allowed to show that part of myself, show the part of me that isn't healed. And I'm allowed to have conversations around that stuff because sometimes I feel like that helps people too. I've never really been someone to allow myself to feel those things. Um, I don't think a lot of us really give ourselves permission to feel heavy emotions because they're scary. I don't think anybody wakes up and is like, I want to feel sad today. Or, you know what? I feel like having a complete rage blackout and losing my shit on everyone. Or... I want a massive panic attack today to the point that I can't breathe. You know, nobody wakes up and craves those things. I know for me that I don't. I, I don't like to, to feel these things, but I also know that in order to move forward and embrace myself more and to release these things out of my body, I have to give myself permission to express it. I have to give myself Love for every single part of me, even the parts that terrify me. And I don't think that means expressing it in the sense where it hurts other people. You know, you can't just be like, I'm angry today. I'm going to hurt everyone in my life and that's okay. Kenzie told me to feel whatever it is I'm feeling and just keep doing it. You know, (laughs) that's not what I'm saying. I think that's a form of staying stuck too. That's not really... Sitting with yourself and asking, what's happening? I don't think that gives space for healing either. What it really comes down to is just becoming more aware of yourself as a person. I think it's first recognizing your habits, the things that you do or say or act on or react to, and then sitting with them a little deeper. I think it's really asking yourself, why am I doing this? Or why am I reacting the way that I am? Or why does this hurt so much? And it's not so much the question of what can I do to heal as much as it is first asking yourself, why am I feeling this way to begin with? It's to understand your triggers first, so then you can understand where to start, in your own healing journey. And sometimes we won't always carry the answer as to why we feel the way we do. I think especially when you've practiced doing something for so long, it really makes it difficult to to find an answer or to understand what's really going on or to even recognize what you're doing in the first place. I know for me, there are still a lot of things in my life that I haven't figured out or have been left unexplainable for now. And I think that's also where getting support from other people or other forms of finding help comes into play so that it can give you a different perspective or shed some light on why you might be feeling a certain way. And even just giving yourself some space to feel those things that we don't have answers to. You know, it's it's not really about analyzing or coming up with an answer always. It's just allowing yourself to admit that you're terrified or you're excited or the emotions make you want to throw up or whatever they do for you. It's to recognize That everyone processes things differently and to just be as supportive and kind as your own battles allow you to be with others and yourself. So I've been on this path of healing or learning to love myself or whatever you really want to call it for a long time, but I didn't truly embrace it up until probably just this upcoming year. And it's been a journey that has kind of thrown me in all different directions. Um, Some days I love it, and some days I wish I never started. I think there are a lot of ups and downs when it comes to something like mental health and life and starting to understand ourselves more as people. And being someone who feels as much as I do It can be scary sometimes to allow ourselves to open up to all of these possibilities, to let all of those feelings in, the good and the bad, um, can be absolutely terrifying. But it can also be beautiful. These emotions and feelings can show how much you're growing into yourself and becoming the person that you've wanted to be. And I think by allowing yourself to feel everything means that eventually you'll be able to free yourself from it. One of my favorite quotes, because by this point I'm thinking you understand that I love quotes. (laughs) Um, But one of my favorites that I recently came across was by a poet named Floridana Elizabeth. And it reads, to bottle up the pain means to hold on to it. To feel the pain means to eventually let it go. And I believe there is so much truth to that statement. I've spent a lifetime of bottling everything up. And when I look back at it, I have to thank myself for doing those things in the sense of that's the best way I knew how to protect myself as a child. Going a little bit into my backstory, I grew up in a space that was very aggressive It was an atmosphere that I learned to lose trust in my instincts and kind of disconnect from myself completely as a person because that was the only way that I knew how to survive. I am very sensitive to people and things, and anger was the biggest emotion expressed in the world that I knew. You know, we could be eating supper as a family, and food would drop off someone's plate onto the floor and you didn't know what the reaction was going to be you didn't know whether it was going to be okay or if things were going to get thrown across the room and something like that causes someone to always be in flight or fight or freeze response we take those moments throughout the rest of our lives And for myself, I was so terrified of getting those responses from other people or other events in my life that my way of protecting myself from harm was to people please and to avoid any conflict and to give in to anything so that it wouldn't make anyone mad or for my body to go into this shutdown mode as a way to say, hey, let's go back inside where it's safe. You know, I did these things so I wouldn't have to experience that pain all over again. And I think it's also for us to recognize that it's not necessarily the event itself that causes us to feel the way that we do, as much as it's the attachment we hold to the event. You know, for me, someone drops a plate on the ground and it breaks. My body goes into instant panic mode Because I've attached the feeling of pain and suffering and anger to something like that. And for someone else, it's just dropping a plate. We can get a broom and clean it up later. And I also think it's important for people to understand that there is no comparison to what a person is suffering through. Pain is pain, and there is no measurement or levels of what you've had to experience in order to feel it. If it makes you feel hurt or it takes up space in your body and soul and mind then that's enough to give yourself permission to feel it. I've been doing a lot of work around myself this past year. I wrote a book about my experiences and my thoughts and I started this podcast to record my journey and hopefully be able to look back at it one day at my growth as a person. And I started taking these therapy sessions that are based more so on body movements more so than with words. I've never really been, and I hope to not always be, but I've never really been someone who was the greatest at expressing myself through simply speaking to people. I've always had to write it down first and then say it rather than just speaking whatever was on my mind so therapy talk therapy was something that didn't always work for me and i think that's something that is super important to notice about mental health too is that everyone heals in their own way there are so many forms and types of release that you can take with mental health creativity is a big one for me painting as a form of expressing Or drawing, or writing, or dancing are all beautiful ways to release trauma out of the body. It doesn't just have to look like sitting down in a chair and talking things out. You heal in the best way that works for you. And as I've mentioned a lot about trauma response, I've been doing a lot of work around that. And I've been educating myself on the things that I do that cause me to react in the way that I do and even in becoming more understanding and compassionate with other people and the things that they've experienced. It's given me another outlook on life and I'm gonna be honest, it's not always perfect. Um, I'm not always able to, to feel that compassion and feel that understanding with everyone, but it is very, very important for me to embody that more and to learn more about trauma Because I even think about with my own environment that I was raised in, anger was expressed because that was the only emotion they were taught from the people before them. And the past that they lived caused them to react in the way that they did. But it doesn't mean that we have to keep living that way. The more that I understand myself as a person, the more that I understand the anxiety I feel is not me. The depression and the overthinking is not me. My need to please people and to avoid the hard things or make promises that I can't keep are not me. Those are the things that I do as a way to survive, but they aren't who I am. And I think once we start to recognize that it allows us to forgive ourselves and to move forward With who we want to be and who we've always been, but simply hid because of what had happened to us. To wrap this episode up, I think the importance of releasing our emotions and our feelings and our experiences is that it doesn't allow anything to stay stuck. It keeps you moving out of the trauma and frees everything from staying inside our bodies. And sometimes, even when we can't necessarily remember our triggers or the specific things that have happened to us that made an impact on our lives, it's important to still be truthful with how it feels. It's important to remind yourself and validate yourself that whatever it is you went through, even if you can't remember it clearly, was difficult and it took energy out of you. It's, it's really to simply give yourself the space and compassion to process whatever is going on and to give other people that space as well. Speaking from experience, I might not always be able to explain or understand why sometimes when I get around people or am in certain places or in certain situations, my body tenses up and... I stop breathing and I start to feel like my own body is rejecting itself. And my brain takes me to this place of being absolutely terrified and wants to get out of the room. But I know that's what I feel. I know it makes my body shake and my breath stops and I get a wave of anxiety and that's how it shows up inside of me. And it won't always be that way, but for right now, that's sometimes how I feel. And I think even if our minds have erased or avoided whatever happened to us, our bodies still remember. They store a lot of things inside of them, and when we don't release that, it comes up in other ways like anxiety or rage or depression or overthinking, or disassociation and disconnection from ourselves. So many different ways, and everyone's experience of it is different. People experience these labels differently, and to put them into a single box to explain them all is impossible. Anxiety can make some people nauseous, it can cause tremors, it can show up when talking to a big group or one-on-one conversations. Depression can be felt in people who do wake up every day and go to work, and it can be felt in people who want to stay in bed all day and never move. Some people experience their trauma through the body. It shows up through getting sick all the time, or forgetting things easily, or not being able to keep food down. Mental health doesn't have a specific look or feeling, and... The path that you choose to take and to follow is the right one, regardless of if it makes sense to anyone else. If it makes sense to you, that's all that matters. Now, I would love to sit here and tell you that I am a healed woman, and I've been trying to change my language in believing that I am. And I would love to sit here and say most days are great ones for me, but they aren't always. Healing is a journey and it's a different process for every single person. And it's important to recognize that everyone is healing from different things. You take up different space and different modalities and ways of practicing embracing yourself as a whole. And there are so many different factors that come into play with healing. It's truly a lifetime journey. We are humans we're always going to be changing and evolving and experiencing new things to be thrown at us we can't control what life brings us but we can change our perspectives on how we look at those things we can start to give ourselves permission to feel without staying stuck in the feeling and as cheesy as it might sound i truly believe that we can build a world where compassion is felt everywhere. I truly and deeply believe that everyone is capable of overcoming whatever it is they've been through. For some, it it may just take more time. And it might take a long time, but I do believe that everyone can get there if they want to. And I think it starts with healing that trauma, or as I like to call them, samskaras, (laughs) some people call them spells, or even just experiences. But whatever you like to call them, I think it begins with uncovering your wounds and giving them the time to truly heal. I remember having a conversation with my sister in the past about if we were to heal our past wounds, what do we imagine it would feel like? And I remember looking at her and telling her I couldn't exactly find the words to describe it, but I could picture it and I could feel it inside of my body. And if you could all just take a moment to close your eyes and imagine this feeling with me or picture a different one, if that's what feels right for you. But I imagine it being like that feeling when you've made it to the top of a mountain and you're looking all around you and, and you're just soaking in the view. It's just you and you've got your arms wide open, embracing every single thing around you. The wind is going through your body and the air is so clear as you breathe and you just feel free. There's nothing holding you back and no pressure to be felt from anything or anyone. You are just you. And that's enough that is enough to keep living and to keep being a part of this world. I would just like to take a quick moment to thank everybody for listening to this episode. Um, I had a lot of fun telling that speech on the panel that I was a part of, and if you got the opportunity to join it, um I want to think, yeah, it was like three months ago, I want to believe I believe. But if you got the opportunity to join it, um, I'm happy you were there. And if not, I'm happy you could listen to it now. So yes, thank you so much once again. And if you have any questions, as always, I am completely open to answering them. And I hope you all have a wonderful Monday. And I will catch you next week for episode five. Love you all. XOXO. Gossip Girl. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, love you so much and have a great day. Bye.